0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 34. In this episode, I will be talking about flaps. I hope you guys all learn a lot from this podcast and uh, from this episode. Thank you for listening and supporting Taking Flight, and welcome to episode 34. Alright, so we are talking about flaps. Last uh, episode was um, aerodynamics. Yeah, aerodynamics. Um, so anyways, let's start off with uh, With our flaps a flap is a high lift device used to reduce the stalling speed of an aircraft wing At a given weight flaps are usually mounted on the wing trailing edge of a fixed wing aircraft Flaps are used to reduce the takeoff distance and the leading landing distance Flaps also cause an increase in drag so they retract when not needed the flaps installed on most aircraft are partial span flaps, spanwise from near the wing root to the inboard end of the ailerons. When partial span flaps are extended, they after the spanwise lift distribution on the wing by causing the inboard half of the wing to supply the increased portion proportion of the lift, and the outboard half to supply a reduced proportion of the lift. Reducing the proportion of the lift supplied by the outboard half of the wing is accomplished by a reduction in the angle of attack on the outboard half. This is beneficial because it increases the margin above the stall of the outboard half, maintaining aileron effectiveness and reducing the likelihood of an asymmetric stall and spinning. Extending the flaps increase the camber or curvature of the wing, raising the maximum lift coefficient or the upper limit to lift a wing can generate. This allows the aircraft to generate the required lift at a lower speed, reducing the minimum speed known as stall speed, at which the aircraft will safely maintain flight. The increase in camber also increases the wing drag, which can be beneficial during approach and landing, because it allows the aircraft to descend at a steeper angle. For most aircraft configurations, a useful side effect of flap deployment is a decrease in aircraft pitch angle, which lowers the nose, thereby improving the pilot's view of the runway over the nose of the aircraft during landing. Another side effect, however, depending on the type of flap locate location on the wing and deployment speed during their extension is that the flaps will cause the indicated or relative to the under the unchanged airfoil angle of attack to lower within a short time due to an increase in nose down pitching moment which is characteristic to all trailing edge flaps as well as leading edge flaps when followed by a nose rise pitch up due to the increase in lift thus obscuring the pilots view of the runway if no action is taken over the pitch inputs, there are many different designs of flaps with a specific choice depending on the size, speed, and complexity of the aircraft on which they are being used, as well as the era in which the aircraft was designed. Plane flaps, slot flaps, and fowler flaps are the most common. Kruger flaps are positioned on the leading edge of the wing and are used on many jet airliners. The Fowler, Ferry Yenman and Gouge types of flaps increase the wing area in addition to changing the camber, the larger lifting surface reduces wing loading, hence further reducing the stalling speed. Some flaps are fitted elsewhere, leading edge flaps are the wing from the form of the wing leading edge and when deployed they rotate down to increase the wing camber. The the Havilland DH 88 Comet racer and flaps running beneath half have fla- have flaps running beneath the fuselage and forward of the wing trailing edge many of Waco Cust- Waco custom cabin series biplanes have been have the flaps at mid mid on the undercarriage of the top wing principles of operation on um, the journal airplane lift equation demonstrates these relationships and I'm going to put this um, in the, in the uh, show notes that way you guys can see the diagram and all that. The general airplane lift equation demonstrates these relationships where L is the amount of lift produced, P is the air density, V is the true air speed of the airplane or the velocity of the airplane relative to the air. S is the area of the wing. CL is the lift coefficient, which is determined by the shape of the airfoil used and the angle at which the wing meets the air, or angle of attack. Here, it can be seen that increasing the area, S, and lift coefficient, CL, allow a similar amount of lift to be generated at a lower airspeed, V. Extending the flaps also increased the drag coefficient of the aircraft. Therefore, for any given weight and airspeed, now there's a picture here um, that I'm not—I won't be able to put it in the description. Unfortunately, it never lets me. Anyways, the three orange pods. There's a—it's a the wing of an A319. Um, Anyways, it has three orange pods, and they are powering uh, streamline the flap track. Uh, so they're part of the flap track um, mechanisms. The flaps, two on each side of the Airbus A319, lie directly above these. Wow! I could just by looking at the wing knew that was an A319. Pretty smart. But anyways, uh, extending the flaps also increase the drag coefficient of the aircraft. Therefore. For any given weight, any airspeed, flaps increase the drag force. Flaps increase the drag coefficient of the of an aircraft due to higher induced drag caused by the distorted span, spanwise lift dis- distribution on the wing with flaps extended. Some flaps increase the wing area, and for any given speed, this also increases the parasitic drag. I'm going to get that right parasitic drag component of total drag thus flaps are extensively in use for short takeoffs and landings which is stall a stall kit so you hear aircraft that have stole aircraft uh stole kits installed on the aircraft um it's so it's for a short takeoff and landings anyways flaps during takeoff depending on aircraft type Flaps may be partially extended for takeoff when using when used during takeoff flaps trade runway distance for climb rate using flaps reduce ground roll, but also reduce the climb rate. The amount of flaps used on takeoff is specific to each type of aircraft, and the manufacturer will suggest limits and may indicate the reduction in climb rate. To be expected. The Cessna 172S pilot operating handbook generally recommends 10 degrees of flaps on takeoff, especially when the ground is rough or soft. Flaps during landing. Flaps may be fully extended for landing to give the aircraft a lower stall speed so the approach to landing can be flown more slowly, which allows also allows the aircraft to land in a shorter distance. The higher lift and drag associated with fully extended flaps allows a steeper and slower approach to the landing site, but improves handling difficulties in aircraft with very low wing loading. Having light little weight and a large wing area, winds across the line of flight known as crosswinds cause the windward side of the aircraft to generate more lift and drag, causing the aircraft to roll yaw and pitch off its intended flight path, and as a result many light aircraft land with reduced flaps, set settings, and crosswinds. Furthermore, once the aircraft is on the ground, the flaps may re- decrease the effectiveness of their brakes since the wing is still generating lift and preventing the entire weight of the aircraft from resting on the tires, thus that increasing stopping distance, particularly in wet or icing conditions. Usually, the pilot will raise the flaps as soon as possible to prevent this from occurring. Maneuvering flaps Some gliders not only use flaps in landing but also fly in flight to optimize the camber of the wing for the chosen speed, while thermaling. Flaps may be partially extended to reduce the stall speed so that the glider can be flown more slowly and therefore reduce the rate of sink, which lets the glider use the rising air of the thermal to, for more efficiency and to turn a smaller circle to make the best use of the core of the thermal. At higher speeds, a negative flap setting is used to reduce the, the nose down pitching moment. This reduces the balancing Load required on the horizontal stabilizer, which in turn reduces the trim drag associated with keeping the glider in longitudinal trim. Like gliders, some fighters, such as the Nakajima or Nakajima Kilo, in K.I. 43 also use special flaps to improve maneuverability during air combat, allowing the fighter to create more lift at a given speed. Flap Tracks Manufactured most often from pH steel and titanium, flap tracks control the flaps located on the trailing edge of the aircraft wings. Extended flaps often run on guide tracks where those these run outside the wing structure. They may be fared to... In the to streamline them and protect them from damage, some flap track fairings are designed to act as an anti-shock body as anti-shock bodies which reduce drag caused by local sonic shock waves where the airflow becomes transonic at high speeds. Thrust gates. Thrust gates or gaps on the trailing edge flaps may be required to minimize interference between the engine flow and deployed flaps. In the absence of an inboard aileron which provides a gap in many flap installations, a modified flap section may be needed, thus thrust the thrust gate on the Boeing 757 was provided by single slotted flap in between the inboard and outboard double slotted flaps, slotted flaps. The A320, A330, A340, and A380 have no inboard aileron; no thrust gate is required in the in the conditions. Single slotted flaps enter. Interf- Appearance in the go-around case while the flaps are still fully deployed can cause increased drag which may not must not compromise the climb gradient. The, the rear portion of the airfoil rotates downwards on a simple hinge mounted at the front of the flap. The Royal Aircraft Factory at National Physical Laboratory in the United Kingdom tested flaps in 1913 and 1914 but there were but these were never installed on an, in an actual aircraft. In 1916 the Ferry Aviation Company made a number of improvements to a Sopwith baby where they were building including their patent came. Camber changing gear, making the fairy handle baby as they n- renamed it. What an interesting name. Huh. The first aircraft to fly with flaps. These were full span plane flaps which incorporated ailerons, making it also the first instance of flaperons. Fairy were not alone, however as Brug soon incorporated automated flaps into the lower wing of the Breguet 14 reconnaissance bomber in 1917 owing to the greater efficiency owing to the greater efficiency of other flap types the plane flap is normally the only one is normally only used where simplicity is required split flappery um, so the is the um, at the rear portion of the lower surface of the airfoil hinges downwards from the leading edge of the flap while the upper surface stays immobile? This can cause large changes in longitudinal trim, pitching the nose either down or up. A full deflection, a split flap, acts much like a spoiler, adding significantly to drag co- coefficient. It makes add. It also adds a little-to-lift coefficient. It was invented by Orville Wright and James M.H. Jacobs in 1920, but only became because became common in the 1930s and then was quickly superseded. The Douglas DC-1 was one of the first of many aircraft types to use the split flaps. Slotted flap, a gap between the flap and the wing forces a high pressure, forces high pressure air from below the wing over the flap helping the airflow lift compared to a split flap. Additionally, lift across the entire cord of the primary airflow is greatly increased as the velocity of air leaving its trailing edge is raised from the typical non-flap 80% of free stream to that of the higher speed. Lower pressure air flowing around the leading edge of the slotted flap. Any flap that allows air to pass between the wing and the flap is considered a slotted flap. The slotted flap has a result of research at Handley page, a variant of the slot that dates from the 1920s but was not widely used until much later. Some flaps use multiple slots for further boost to further boost the effect. Fowler Flap. A split flap that Slides is a f- split flap that slides backwards before hinging down, thereby increasing first cord then camber. The flap may form part of the upper surface of the wing, like a plain flap, or it may plain flap, where it may not, may not like a split flap, but it must ride so slide. Re- reward before lowering as a that just really didn't make any sense this needs to be like proofread anyways um as a defining feature distinguishing it from the gouge flap it always provides a slot effect invented by harlan d fowler in 1924 and tested by fred wick at naca in 1932 they were used on the Martin one hundred forty six prototype in nineteen thirty five and in production on the nineteen thirty seven Lockheed Super Electra and are still in widespread use on modern aircraft, often with multiple slots. Junkers flap a slot of, is a slotted plane flap fixed below the trailing edge of the wing and rotating about its forward edge. Why not when not in use use. It has more drag than 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 other types but is more effective at creating additional lift in a plane or split flap than a plane or split flap while retaining their mechanical simplicity invented by auto, auto matter at junkers in the late 1920s they were most often seen on junkers ju-52 and junkers ju-87 stuka Though some of the basic designs can also be found on modern ultralights like the Denny Kit Fox, this type of flap is sometimes referred to as an external airfoil flap. Flaps, gouge flaps is a type of split flap that slides backward along curved tracks that forces the trailing edge downward, increasing cord and camber without, camber without affecting trim or requiring any additional me- mechanisms. It was invented by Arthur Gouge or Four Short Brothers in 1936 and used for the Short Empire and Sunderland flying boats, which used the very thick Short 85 airfoil. Short Brothers may have been the only company to use this type. The ferry Yuman flap drops down, becoming a Junkers flap, before sliding aft and rotating up and down or down. Ferry was one of the few exponents of this design, which was used on the Ferry Fairfly, Firefly and Ferry Barracuda, Barracuda. When in the extended position, it could be angled up to a negative angle of incidences, incidents so that the aircraft could be dived vertically without needing excessive Trim changes. So there is definitely, it's very, uh, very interesting. The flapperon is a type of aircraft control surface that combines the functions of both flaps and ailerons. You um, definitely need uh, flaps uh, for your aircraft. Without flaps, um, you definitely come in a little too fast and probably stall. Anyways, I hope you guys have enjoyed episode 34. I have really enjoyed making these uh, podcasts um, getting closer to episode 50. Um, It's really exciting to be able to uh, bring a podcast to everybody um, who likes to listen to stuff about aviation. Anyways, this was episode 34. I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast. Until next time, fly safe.